Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Sucker Punch. We saw this production at Queen's Theatre Hornchurch on the 15th of April 2023. This tender bruising and funny play by leading British dramatist Roy Williams brilliantly explores being young and black in the 80s. So Stephen, what's it all about? Two best mates, Leon and Troy, have spent their youth growing up in the boxing gym, figuring out a place in the world, vying for the approval of Charlie, their trainer. Soon, Leon and Becky, Charlie's daughter, are trying to keep a big secret in a ruthless world, but there can only be one winner, and it's time everyone stepped into the ring to face up to who they really are. But first, our post-show opinion! A punch in the right direction. It's an uppercut above the rest. So with all that said, let's set set the scene. So let's talk about Sucker Punch. Only this time we don't need to have a drink in our hands, we actually have ice cream. Oh, it's like being in the interval already, isn't it? Yeah, we've, yes. we've taken our seats. I don't know where we've taken them, but. Mm, turmeric latte ice cream. Lovely. ASMR. Oh, the sound effects. People would pay for that. Mm. Now, shall I set the scene? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, Stephen. Oh. Now, oh, here we go. You got a top? <laughs> I'm not getting it on my top. <laughs> it's too busy for ice cream. It's like a magic eye. I spy with my little eye. So, Stephen, when you walked into the auditorium, what did you see? I saw a stage. Okay, so, we had a boxing ring in the uh, centre of the stage. To stage right, there were two um, boxing bags. That's what you call them. Isn't there? Punch bags. Punch bags. That's 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 what I meant. Boxing bags. You punch them, don't you? Yeah. It's what you call boxing. You yeah. Box them with you, a, with a bag. bag. Right. Shut up and eat your ice cream. <coughs> oh God. Ready? Peanut went straight to the back of my throat. At the back of the stage, uh, behind the. Um, boxing ring or the punching ring was it was the manager's office so you had a little flight of stairs which had like metal railings um, galvanized metal and there was like sheet metal it gave an appearance of warehouse sports gyms containing units that's it like corrugated steel yeah that's what i meant yeah should have been eating ice cream right for stage left it was sliding doors which looked very much That's like it was film towards, isn't it? um uh, a warehouse should have been eating ice cream and above <laughs> the wall was a load of pictures of previous boxing champions that have been in fights and probably came from this boxing space place gym whatever this is i don't know it's like eat your ice cream and uh, behind I want it on t-shirt there was also a a locker which got used. And at the very start, whilst everyone was taking to their seats and probably buying ice cream, there was Tom boxing with Charlie, his trainer, at the um, the boxing bags, the punch bags. Now, at the top of the stage, in terms of the lighting, um, Richard will probably tell you what these are, but it's spelt out Sucker Punch. Yeah, Richard it was almost like a, 
<coughs> digital display like you'd see on a, a calculator almost. It's it, they're um, they're calculator. just well, it's showing word, letters made up out of a circular LED display boards basically bulbs. Yeah, um, and it just spells sucker punch. Well, there's one one panel for each letter. And that's that then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> But they were used throughout the production to almost show like lights above a, a wrestling ring, you know, the sort of thing you'd see in the big wrestling matches where you'd see a lot of, uh, sorry, boxing, boxing ring. Well, I can't correct you because I, I don't I know. I said wrestling ring. Wrestling ring. Well, bo- boxing. Yeah, boxing, wrestling, punching. Yeah, okay. It's not a bloody wedding ring, is it? No. Oh, sure. But it was almost, a, it, it almost led to it being looking like a, like there were floodlights like you'd see above a... You're not a still talking ring. about them lights again, are you? I thought oh. we'd establish this, the calculator things. I'm just going to shut up and eat my ice cream. Yes, now back to me. Right, so what do we normally talk about? The writing of the... Well, let's start with the direction. Have we talked about the pictures on on the set as well? Yeah. Were you listening? Yeah, I was. Hmm. Probably because you were eating your ice cream. No. So this was produced by Queen's Theatre Hornchurch, and it is slightly a new play in terms of it being... Contemporary, but it's not the first time it's been put on because the first time was staged in uh, 2010. Yeah. At the Royal Courts, uh, Jewelwood Theatre. In Sloan Square. Downstairs, that's correct. Now, it was written by uh, Roy Williams, which is playwright. Yeah. Well, we probably said all this in the uh, introduction, but anyway. Hmm. As uh, it started up, we were introduced to Leon and Troy. Leon was just there. I don't know whether they were just hanging about like part time jobs cleaning. Or they were part of the club, but not necessarily being spurred on at the beginning, like uh, Tom was. They weren't high up the hierarchy. No. They were they were lower down in the hierarchy. ranks. Hierarchy. They weren't high up in the hierarchy. They were lower down in the ranks. In the lowerarchy. Yeah, they were. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's why they were cleaning bongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't say that with my full of ice cream. You take a left to hierarchy. Hierarchy. Go on then, do I have to do all the talking? <laughs> Clearly, yes. <laughs> so, anyway, we understood that Leon and Troy were friends. Troy was the one that didn't want to clean the toilets, and then you were trying to get Leon to do it, but Leon wouldn't do it. He was standing up for himself. And then, bit by bit, he later, well, throughout the play, he started getting noticed by Charlie, yeah. the um, oh, say stage manager. What do I mean? Coach. That's it. He got noticed by the coach and also by Becky, his daughter, and they started having a bit of a flirt on and getting together throughout the play. I think what was also happening was the... You're speaking now, are you? Yeah, I thought I'd make an effort. I should have been eating my ice cream. I think the other power struggle was the the dynamic between Tommy, who was the the best in the actual boxing group, as it were, and it was the test of that as to he was the best and these two guys were never going to be at that level. It was almost like he was the one that got everything and we saw the change, really. In some aspects, this is a play on many levels. It doesn't just touch upon the aspect of race and um, privileges and that kind, but also of aspirations of being a young guy and also um, adulthood and your first love, in a way, and um, what does it mean to fail and go up against everything that's always going against you? And then when you do make it, it's about either keeping that or seeing if you are pushed too far and what is really at, at the stake of what are you willing to lose to become the best? Yeah. I'm glad that made sense. 
also making sort of letting the the inner demon out or the the two sides to that is to seek fame doesn't always mean that you have friendships and relationships with the people you come be quite cutthroat or money driven or you know you you become more less interested in you know the the people around you and you push them away a lot and i think we saw that mm. change really when he got more successful and more above everybody else as it were and also it was like fighting for somebody else's benefit Yes. You stop being about his fight, but more about Charlie's stake in the world and the fact that he can only do so much, but he's using Leon's um, power, yeah, position of power, to advance him, even though everyone in that field, whatever you want to call it, doesn't necessarily look, look at him with great aplomb. Aplomb? With plums? <laughs> Have you swallowed your nut? No, it's just hurts my teeth. What was that? Take them out. <laughs> I think because also we're seeing that Charlie is actually fighting to save the actual training centre mm. as well. So not only have you got the the encouragement for somebody to become a successful fighter, deep down he's hoping that it's going to save his sort of what he's built up as well as the the, the new up and coming boxer. So you're seeing you're seeing it from both sides really. And for the character of Charlie, he portrayed that racist character that wasn't overtly racist in any shape or form, but no. was misguided or misjudged his wording or how he thought or how he spoke. He probably didn't realise it was in any way coming across as racist. But there were certain elements where he did actually say certain words, which... It was a class system, say. wasn't it? It was almost like well, it, he'd never yeah. going to be... Well, it wasn't as... just that. I think it, it was just also... I don't think it was that, actually. Because, actually, he never... I can't remember now if uh, Charlie said some harsh words... To the boys. I think Tommy portrayed boy. more of the those characteristics of I'm better than you because of the colour of my skin than mm. the, because he was portraying that same age group living in the 80s was almost trying to say that you'll never be as good as me. But Charlie also didn't want Becky going out with Troy. Uh, no, exactly. Leon. So there was, yeah. But it was it was like it, it was like there was certain times where words weren't even needed to be said, but you knew what was where they were where they were aiming the, the conversation really. Mm. In addition, it was a new manager in Act 2 that came from America. And I think he was the one that was actually had a little bit of racism himself. Mm. And on that note, in Act 2, we were getting to know the characters and we were... Well, we'd already known the characters, but we were seeing them work through their differences and their their plight. I don't know about you, but it felt like a bit of an undertone of um, like homosexuality or there was something between the new manager and Troy where he kept calling him like babe or there was like a, a level it was like of a, love, a, a, love. a control thing almost there was, as well. There? Like the, he was a manager controlling him in ways that probably Troy wouldn't have wanted to be no. controlled. Like sexualization. It was almost the assumption that you can you, you're you're mine now almost. Even mm. if even if it's just purely by performance or because he was the the best fighter they got, it's yeah. It, was it felt a little bit like there a was definitely undertones there. Yeah, there was slightly how first touch uh, played on that as well. Yeah, it was clever to write Becky in mm. in the way that it added a bit of lightness to the performance sometimes, but also showed that. In a way, she was the one that cared about the finances of the club more or the decisions her father made and things like that. And it gave that little bit of t- sort of pull and struggle to love who you want to love. And it, 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 it she grounded the play. So, yeah, she, she did really? ground. She, she was. The characters. Yeah, she did. Because she was the one saying the things that other people wouldn't. And. Mm. And and I think that was that was really cleverly written in. Well, not in a bad way. No, 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 not no. at all. Uh, it filled those gaps in where. 
she'd said it before you thought, oh, something's missing. You know, she'd actually yeah. filled in that that area. As, and, and in a way, the glue that hold, held all the guys together. Yeah, I agree. And it was almost a coming of age of her because you saw her grow up through this as well. Hmm. She went from from the, the, the sort of school girl. school girl all the way through to the, the adult that... Sorting out the finances of the yeah. club and making sure that Charlie wasn't wasting it or gambling it or, you know, were messing their livelihood up, I suppose. Yeah, well. almost the unseen unseen dealing with things that he then wouldn't really realise he'd actually solved certain issues because she'd already done it. And mm. What do we feel about the directing of this piece? I thought it was directed well. They used the space very well in the sense of it was all in one space and it didn't move. There was no, yeah. you know, I like the use of the the office at the back mm. where even when characters didn't have any dialogue, you could still see them through the window because there was a window in the office yes, and right. you could see that they looked like they were still having conversations. Or getting things out of the cabinet. Yeah, and dealing dealing with things and it felt... Big, it made the space feel bigger than it actually was, and I think that was that was a clever use of a minimal set, really, because they it talked made it about three D. Yeah, it, it, mm. yeah, it, and and sort of things like talking about going to the clean the toilets or going here or go there. The 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 way it was written, you felt like you were being described as other areas that you were going to. And also, in I think it was Act Two where they started going to the championships to watch mm. Leon fight the corrugated bit. Moved away, yeah. Or was it raised? No, raised. Was it, was it, it lifted? It, yeah. It was lifted up, and then we just saw the inside of that office, which then turned into a viewing platform where everyone, just like Tommy, Charlie, Becky, I think Troy as well, weren't there? Yeah. Stood up there watching as we saw this performance come to light. Really. Mm. Oh, and the new manager. But it was just enough. Oh, and the father. I forgot yeah. all about the father. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Squid. Squid. Yes, because he added additional uh, pressure into the character of the... Um, yeah, because equally he was the the father from the other side that had got equally as much debt problems as the and he was the, as, as, his, as yeah. his coach, you know. Yes, I mean, this is the third production we've seen now at Queen Theatre Hornchurch. Um, we started off with Rebus, and mm-hmm. then we went to the Flood, and now this one, it, the production seems to be getting better and better. Yeah. Now, whether that's because this isn't technically a new play it's had time to breathe it's had time to be worked on i felt that this sucker punch was brilliantly scripted yeah and uh, extremely well performed yeah and the set just worked so well and it was a a nice piece of theater and it it was really well directed as well yeah Um, it was a strong piece yeah because also the fight scenes um they had uh skipping ropes didn't they so he was skipping yeah and he, um, that they used that. It must have been that, or there was rope there. There was bunting. Bunting, yeah, that was it. Bunting across from each side of the, um, the each corner ring. of the ring. Yeah, yeah, the ring, boxing ring. Although we say it's a ring, even though it's, it's a square. square. Yeah. <laughs> but the way the director managed to get the actor to uh, replay being fought, it was very much how they did it in a first touch about kicking the ball up to the yeah. side or whatever. He stood there and he was saying, oh, punch to the right or to the side or the sucker punch or, or, or whatever the terminology was. He was moving around that um, square within the bunting, going from place to place. And it, it was choreographed saw him progress. Well. Yeah, it was really well. And it felt like he was a boxer and it felt like he had the, the stance and the performance of a boxer as well. 
as did the old ones that were boxing, you know. Mm. There have been a lot of work put in to do that. You know, sometimes there are scenes where things just go on far too long or yeah. certain lines get delivered. When I mean delivered, I don't mean like um, they were delivered wrong, more they were delivered in an unusual style. Hmm. Or a pacing to it, like the movement within the dialogue. I suppose I'm trying to get at ridiculously um, badly. Uh, th- there was none of that. Everything no, there wasn't. seemed um, precise and detailed because we started very much with a round of punching the uh, the bags with a, a series yeah. of um, lines of how you would. Well, I suppose if you trained, you know what you're saying. Oh yeah, of yeah, course. I wouldn't have a clue. But I think um, you could tell there'd been a lot of work done on relationships with each other like as a performance it all there was a pace to it where mm. you the whole you know there was there was a lot of there was not You're really anything in your chair What's that? this is audio oh, i don't you know, know. i don't know you can't bounce well, from one side of the chair well, our to listening the other. viewers need to know what's happening you they know. do need to know so where were you going with that point i don't know <laughs> i think it was the pace was there but the re- reactions were there and the the toing and throwing of all the cast, everybody was on it at all times. I don't think there was any any times where they no, dropped, dropped lines. The ball, or, they? No, they no. all kept catching the ball when it needed to be caught. And I think that shows a lot of... Well, it shows that the cast were committed to work together, really. It was a strong, bold, confident piece. It was, yeah. I felt, you know... Um, it was a punch in the face. You'll get a punch in the face in a minute. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, we're... Here, here for the, for the drama. drama. I think Leon and Troy worked really well together, as in Christian and Shem must have worked a lot together on their relationship from the start because the minute you, the minute the lights came up and that, that their first scene came on, you just felt like they were two mates and they were very they much... They felt like brothers. Yeah. If, you know, they were extremely confident and friendly. And that isn't other. easy to do, to pull off that relationship from the get-go. It just felt natural. It felt like they were brothers from the same family or the same friendship group or, mm. you know, they're just, they've just they known they've grown up with each other all the time and I think sometimes it's easy to overdo, overdo that or make it bigger than it is and I think they did it really, really well. And their particular characters were portrayed really well as well yeah. because they were slightly chalk and cheese in a way. One was more outgoing and um, joking yeah. and fun and lively and entertaining and the other one was a little bit quieter and but you didn't realize who the story was going to be about no. who you're going to follow at the, at the no. very beginning you know you but, thought it might be the louder one troy but it turned out that you were following the actual the quieter one who was a bit more strong and um but when the, but, but then when their characters flipped so much in the second half where they became very poles apart mm. and but also so, equal equal very very them. equal but but you could feel the distance between them as friends. Absolutely, yeah. Even but though they knew each other like well, they weren't friends anymore. You could feel that there was something between them, but it was it was like an ironclad wall between them. You could feel that. Mm. So they'd work really well on the transition from being solid friends to still knowing each other, but not not wanting to drop anyone's guard to actually mm. to be that who they were at the start. I suppose that's what called acting, isn't it? It is. But when you see it done well, you, you, you it becomes a subtle performance that actually is, is very strong, really. I thought all the cast did really well, to be fair. They did. I don't think there, there was, wasn't there a was bad a, apple no. amongst any of them at all. 
Like Becky, she came in, she was full of energy, and um, he knew who she, she was straight away. She got the right personality and, yeah. and temperament for that. Not school child, but she sort of was. Yeah, uh, preteens, adolescent. But she held back at age. the right point, and you could mm. tell that she was. There was probably more to her than just that schoolgirl, I and mean, he knew that yeah. there was bigger. You know, she knew there was more. She knew when to develop the character and how to hold back and. As did they, as as they all did. I mean, you know, Squid was very entertaining every time yeah. he um, took to the stage. You know, because um, uh, there was a scene where he tried to get into the ring as well, and he just he, he couldn't manage it how everyone else managed it. Um, so he just hopped over it, didn't he, or whatever. He really did, yeah. So that was quite that was quite funny. It was just nice to see a cast of talented actors just having a good time with this. Yeah. It was. It's nice to see them all working together as a team and pulling off a performance that they all obviously enjoyed doing, but actually they all supported each other and didn't let anybody drop. And I think, it, you know, because I don't really think there was any missteps or any line drops. I can't really remember anything because they were all very much in their characters. Mm. It's hard to pull out one individual for their solid performance on their own because they exactly, all performed as an ensemble. All, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, what the tech is this? So, Richard, this is sort of your domain again because it's a technical stuff. I don't even know if that's a punch bag, boxing bag, or what. I know. I mean, it's not a carrier bag. I know that for sure, and it's certainly not a body bag. I think lighting and sound. It was generally a general cover. Generally. Pro- yeah, generally general general cover of performance. Um, performance. I'm talking about the lighting. Oh, yeah. I mean, sound-wise, everything was just used to reinforce things, and they... Generally. They, yeah, generally. <laughs> <laughs> they used quite a few recordings and audio to show the fight scenes and things like that with mm. announcements and things that would show that they've gone to a competition rather than they were in the actual clubhouse and stuff like that. So, yeah. So there was a lot of that use, and nothing was really out of place. Nothing was overused. I did like the... We talked about the, the expelling sucker punch above. I think the use of the sucker punch sign above was cleverly used for the floodlights, for the games that were happening, for the competitions, mm. and it felt very different. But it also felt like your lights that were above in a well-lit, big warehouse-style club that was a boxing club that is, is across the country. You know, it's that sort of feel... But then they'd use it for colour use, so when it was night time, it'd all go dim and dark, but then there'd be hints of blue everywhere and things like that. that fa- Did made it have it feel... red lights in it? Cause I, was that, yeah. Was there yeah. a moment of red? Where yeah, they used like... red for like some of the, the anger scenes and stuff like that. And, and the choreography bit yeah. where he's training yeah. and being fighting. Yeah, yeah they, used a lot of the, they used a lot of solid colour look to act, solid colour on stage to just for the scenes that were very much out of the... They're almost transition scenes to see that Leon was growing up and, mm. and moving, progressing through his life and his boxing career, almost. Yeah. But it was done strong and confidently that it felt like it was meant to be there at that point. And it moved the scene along as it should. Can you remember anything else about the music uh, score or anything like that? Because, I mean... It was intrinsically 80s, I think. That was the thing. They used a lot of things where it felt... So I can't remember now. There was only... There wasn't many songs used, but there was enough no, just they to... they had a cassette player, didn't they? Yeah. There was enough yeah. just used to, to play things in the background. Was it playing a proper cassette tape? Well, that it. Mm, you don't want to risk it getting chewed up. No, you don't. No, you have to get your pencil out. Oh, well, missus. 
Got my HB on the go. I prefer 2B. To be or not to be. <laughs> that is the pencil I'm drawing with. Wow. Certainly not the big. I was going to say something else then, but no. Better not. And now, it's time for our... Rewind Rewatch. So, we're hurtling towards the end now. So, let's go for our Rewind Rewatch. Have you finished that ice cream yet? Mm. Still giving you jip. Mm. Take your teeth out. Right, Rewind Rewatch. Which part of Sucker Punch would you like to just go back and watch again? I want to see the whole dance scene, transition scenes. They were brilliant. The bit where they moved, they did a lot of the competitions and stuff like that. I really like that bit. Oh, right, okay. I'm glad you explained, because I thought, well, it's not a musical. Which bit were you watching? Yeah. <laughs> the bit with the bunting. Oh, uh, that bunting gets everywhere. Um, I'm not quite sure myself. Probably in the second act, I think it was, where... We had a bit of drama, well, there was a lot of drama between Leon and Troy. Yeah. And it was uh, testing their friendship. And yeah, the bit, bit where it, Troy was coming around or having to be persuaded by Leon to come around to be his friend again. Yeah. I, know I what think mean. I'd like to just see that simply because, as you can guess, I've forgotten what it was about. So just go back and see. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That was what was going on. Moving on to our final segment as we say, Call, call this, this a show. Have you finished that ice cream yet? No. Take your teeth out. So, what would you like to say to sum up? Sucker punch. Otherwise, I'll give you a sucker punch myself. A bunch of fives. It's a well-acted, well-directed piece, and it could have been a production that wasn't interesting or exciting because of the subject matter, whereas I thought that it was pulled off in a way that actually was enjoyable and did leave you thinking, but also I think it, it showed issues and racial issues and those in the 80s and things that people had a struggle with. But it also was entertaining and with the comedy elements and the things that they put in it as well, I thought that it it, it was really cleverly done. So, yeah, it, that that pretty much sums it up for me. Well, you got there in the end. Yeah, I did. This production, as I say, was the, the third one we've seen so far and it's much improved from the, the previous two that, I, I, you know, it's um, they keep getting better and better. This one was um, really well done. I think it's just one of those plays that has something about it. It's definitely needed. However, I can't see it in a bigger theatre pulling in the crowds because it's just, it, it seems to be more of an intimate, yeah. short run sort of a play. And it was excellent for what it was. It's something that would be lost in a huge theatre, I think, because you'd need to be closer to the action to actually see, take it Yeah, well. uh, yeah. Scores and please, Richard, for Sucker Punch on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a palpable hit and 1 being below the belt. What's it going to be? I'll give this an 8 out of 10, mm-hmm. because I think it was well done and well performed. I'm going to give Sucker Punch a 7. It's much improved. We're getting there a little bit. That's what I mean. Little baby steps. Yes. So there we are. Have you finished the ice cream? No. Take your teeth out. So what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'll give this a pleasant applause. And you know what? I'm going to give the same because there's nowhere else really, there's nothing else really to give it other than just a well done. Well done. Thank you. And I've not finished my ice cream yet. 
So there we are. That's our discussion of Sucker Punch. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Two best friends, Leon and Troy, have spent their youth growing up in a boxing gym, figuring out a place in the world, vying for the approval of... This is sabotage. This really is sabotage. I thought you said figuring out. What? Fingering a place in the world. Fingering out. Fingering out. A place in the world. They don't call me little stubby. What are you doing? I'm fingering out. (laughs) Can I finish it? Do it. Check on that. What is it? The caramelised <coughs> almonds, not um, that's it. Enough. Yeah, not just nuts. Don't nuts at your back of your throat. Well, pay extra for that. That's it. Maybe I don't think you can get that in the middle. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not on the tills. Well, what I'm talking about? No, clearly. I know what I want to say, but I can't say. I don't know what I'm saying. But that was used up almost as, as the floodlights for the... Don't say that again without having a heart attack. It's this. Um, you do that whether we have ice cream or not. Oh, yeah, I, know. I think it was a well-directed, well-acted piece of... Pro- for, yeah, well-acted... Fo- well, knock me down with the featherweight. <laughs> Pops. <laughs> yes, do you like the ice cream? Yeah, it's good. It's quite nice, isn't it? I do want it on a T-shirt, though. You want what? I want shut, shut up and eat your ice cream shut on a t-shirt. Shut up and eat your ice cream on a t-shirt. Yes, please. Copyrighted. Yep. Oh, stage down, stage merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I don't know what you're saying now. You can suck my punch. <laughs> Stop that.